The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. A bill that would have reduced the punishment for assaulting a police officer failed to pass a House panel yesterday. Right now, the crime is a felony that comes with a mandatory six-month jail sentence, even in cases where the officer wasn't injured. Whitney Evans reports. Democratic State Senator Scott Suravel says the felony charge of assaulting a police officer in Virginia is overused and abused and falls hardest on people who are mentally ill. This is the only crime on the books that I'm aware of where the same person is the victim, the lead investigator, the lead witness, and the charging police officer. Suravel says people are sometimes charged with a felony for spitting at or in one case launching an onion ring at an officer. While Democratic Delegate Jeffrey Bourne said he agreed with the concept of the bill, he thinks it wasn't quite ready to become law. I'd like to get us to a place where we can vote on a great bill that eliminates the mandatory minimums, really captures the essence of what we all know is happening. The committee voted against the bill, opting to have the State Crime Commission study it. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Following concerns about the accessibility of the new registrar's office in Richmond, GRTC announced a new shuttle service to the office starting today. Shuttle vans will pick up voters at two bus stops, one near City Hall and another at the Science Museum. The shuttles will run hourly starting at 7.45 a.m., with the last shuttle leaving at 5.15 p.m. each weekday. Speaking at a press conference Tuesday, Mayor LeVar Stoney reinforced the city's commitment to accessibility. Every voter who needs a ride to the polls uh, needs access to polls early, before November 3rd. We're going to be there to, to get them there. The service will be available through October 31st. Governor Ralph Northam announced yesterday a plan to restructure the debt of Virginia's colleges and universities, saving them an estimated $300 million. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports. The governor's plan will restructure debts that would have come due in the next two years to instead defer the payments by 20 years. Northam says this is made possible through low interest rates brought on by the pandemic and will free up almost $300 million. A win-win where money is saved and debts are paid. Secretary of Finance Aubrey Lane says the plan will not affect schools' credit ratings and any Virginia university can participate. Historically, black colleges, that is Virginia State uh, and Norfolk State, there are significant savings for them in those pools. Part of the plan will require the approval of two-thirds of the General Assembly next year. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney announced a proposal yesterday that he says would significantly increase affordable housing in the city. Yasmin Juma has more. Stoney is proposing a dedicated revenue stream for the city's affordable housing trust fund. The money will come from new tax revenues from properties with expiring tax exemptions. He says this will lead to more equitable housing opportunities for all Richmonders. Racist systems have ensured that there are whole swaths of Richmond residents that will never benefit from the growth if we do not do something intentional. This is an intentional effort. Stoney predicts this will generate about $2 million for the trust fund each year. But City Council Member Ellen Robertson proposed a resolution last week asking for $10 million annually to meet the increasing need for affordable housing. Stoney will introduce the ordinance to create the trust fund's dedicated revenue stream before City Council on Monday. Yasmin Jama, VPM News. 
Richmond Redevelopment and Housing Authority will hold two public hearings today for the public to weigh in on the agency's annual plan before it's submitted for approval. In the plan, RRHA details tearing down its existing public housing, reducing the number of units, and providing tenants with housing vouchers for apartments in market rate buildings. The Housing Authority has already done this with some of its properties, but advocates are concerned that not all landlords will accept the vouchers. Last month, the draft plan went missing from the agency's website during the 45-day public review and comment period. It was reposted after a VPM inquiry. The two public hearings will be held virtually today at 11 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. For more information on the plan and how to participate, visit rrha.com news. The Richmond School District is moving forward with its emergency child care sites after the superintendent got the green light from school board members on Monday. Richmond schools will contract individually with each child care provider. So far, these include the Richmond YMCA, the Richmond Behavioral Health Authority, and the Peter Paul Development Center. School board member Don Page approved of the draft contract. I thought it was very detailed. It addressed a lot of the concerns, questions that we had. So again, we cannot delay this because our families are depending on us. The district aims to provide child care for 500 students. The city has called on RPS to have the sites up and running by the end of the month. A Republican lawmaker's unexplained absence from the General Assembly is raising eyebrows with top Democrats. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reports that Delegate Tommy Wright's aide told the lawmaker's church that he tested positive for COVID-19 last month. But Democratic Speaker of the House Eileen Fillercorn says she wasn't informed of that result. In a statement released Tuesday, Fillercorn said she's deeply disappointed with House Republicans for not sharing information about Wright's absence. She says lawmakers could have been exposed to the virus when they met in person at the beginning of a special session last month. Wright has resumed attending virtual sessions. He did not respond to questions from the Times-Dispatch over his absence. With the total number of COVID-19 deaths surpassing 200,000 and flu season coming, medical experts are concerned about what they call a twindemic. Charles Fishburne reports. The combination of COVID-19 and seasonal flu could overwhelm the system. It's nearly impossible for a physician to tell the difference between COVID-19 and a seasonal influenza. Dr. Gonzala Behrman, Chair of Infectious Disease at VCU Health. That's a problem because if you're unable to triage it well over the telephone, then the answer, the default becomes, okay, you need to go to an urgent care center and get assessed. With COVID cases trending up, people tiring of wearing masks and social distancing, schools reopening, and now flu season, some experts say death rates could double. And without a cure... We really have to focus on the simple things, which is wearing a mask and washing your hands. And he says those who are recommended for flu shots should get them in early October. Charles Fishburne, VPM News. Chesterfield County residents can get a free flu shot this week. The Chesterfield Health District is offering the shots from 1 to 5 p.m. this Friday at their office. Supplies are limited and residents have to make an appointment. Applicants must be over the age of 18. Participants will be screened for COVID-19 symptoms before getting the vaccination. Face coverings are required. To make an appointment, call 804-318-8207. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.